0: You're listening to the Millionaire's Unveiled Podcast, the show where you'll hear the stories and interviews of everyday millionaires. We'll unveil their decisions, their strategies, and their portfolio allocation. Now to your host, Jace Mattinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Millionaire's Unveiled Podcast. This is episode number 325. We're already starting off with kicks and giggles with Stace. Stace, what are you doing over there?
1: Hey, I'm here. I'm here for this. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So this is a little bit of a follow-up on uh, our episode earlier this week with Jim Shields, who came on and spent quite a few bombs. I mean, he's got an incredible story. I know him a little bit more on a personal level. And uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy uh, what he's been able to build. But I think the thing that initially drew me to him was not so much his business success was some of the family success that he's had too, because it is very common for people. and we shouldn't say millionaires, but just people in general, whether what, no matter what classification or however you define them for those, especially with families to either get distracted with business or, you know, careers or what have you, and Jim has really, I think, honed in with a framework, uh, particularly around 18 Summers, that is extremely beneficial. In fact, we've had it brought up now quite a few times on on the podcast from uh, a few different millionaires. So I thought I'd take a little bit of time and kind of discuss uh, the the frameworks that we've heard um, and and some of the takeaways from uh, 18 Summers.
1: So I think we were introduced to this book, and I mean what maybe six years ago five five or six years ago, at some point when our our youngest was okay, she's five and a half, so probably about five years ago we were introduced to the book and and in the book, Jim talks about a few different aspects about building your relationships with your children individually
0: one of the one of the questions he poses right off the bat is when was the last time and this is a whole chapter called the question? says, when was the last time you spent a whole day alone with your child with no electronic distractions while enjoying a fun activity and meaningful conversation? That's pretty interesting to think about, right? And if you think through this with not just your children, with your spouse or partner or those that you say you care about and are, are most dear to you, it's an interesting reflection, at least it was for me and always is, as I look through kind of you know, back in time. But at any rate, Jim makes the case that, hey, from a framework standpoint, go spend the time, you know, quarterly, one-on-one time, your child chooses the activity, and usually also includes breaking bread, and your phone's down. It's, it's put away for that whole period of time. Uh, in some cases, they're going to be, you know, probably a couple hours, if not longer. And we've adopted this, and I wouldn't say we're perfect at it, but nonetheless, it's been extremely critical to building some of the relationships with our kids over the last few years, and then kind of supercharged some of the things and the framework that, that he's uh, kind of put together, Is gone to other seminars and listened to other people who are experts on the subject, and how do you you know, not necessarily just always live a millionaire life on paper from a net worth standpoint, but really have a millionaire life in all aspects of your life. And this is a huge one, specifically relationships, because as we've heard on the podcast from nearly every single one, spending the time with their families and friends and having experiences is usually what's worth the most money to them.
1: Right. I think you've done a really good job of incorporating these, he calls them board meetings and the um in the book, uh, I don't always call them board meetings myself. <laughs> I just say my one-on-one time or, or I say I'm, I need to take, you know, so-and-so on their date. Um, and I think, uh, we have different challenges with it. I think you're actually really good at, at scheduling things out and having it, having it already. It can sometimes be easier for you to get away with the kids because you always know that I'm, you know, largely available to take care of the kids. It's, what I'm doing, but it's harder for me to schedule the one-on-one time for you to take our other two kids. Um, so I have to make sure that I calendar with you properly. I'll, I'll I'll think I'm doing it one day and I realize he's out of town. Or, or, or.
0: A-, a line from the book: Effective professionals know that calendar is their secret weapon because that which we schedule gets done.
1: I know, but your schedule is not always on my calendar. <laughs> But yes, no, absolutely. You have to have it on there because otherwise, I mean, I think I missed, I think I missed Q3 actually with Tess and CJ because we were out of town for part of it we were gone for, for a a good chunk of it. Um, But again, I just didn't have it on the calendar. And so I totally missed that. But I have, I've, I've done our older two for Q4 and our youngest just turned two today. I can't believe it. I swear we just had her yesterday. <laughs> but uh, it's time for her to start ramping up. The book doesn't say anything about age, I don't think, starting it, but
0: No, no not at all.
1: I think for us usually like around when they're 2 years old is when it kind of, you know, they have kind of their own little personality and they're obviously not calling the shots on what you go do, but they are certainly at an age that um, spending one-on-one time is is impactful.
0: Yeah, so the the main the, the first principle is scheduling. The, the second principle is repetition. So, you know, makes the case that 90 days is is one of the key principles to the board meeting strategy. Uh, a line in here says, by having a board meeting with each of your children every quarter, you begin to create a habit uh, through the simple power of repetition. It said, why 90 days? Performance experts use 90-day increments because it's a proven interval that is short enough to keep attention focus, focused on an individual goal, individual goal yet long enough to evaluate process. In this case, your goal is to build a relationship and grow your connection with your child. For that job, 90 days is a perfect amount of time to maintain focus on the task and evaluate progress from meeting to meeting. I'll say too, on the 90 days, I mean, I, I try to have some one-on-one time with each of the kids pretty much weekly and monthly and stuff, but it's not quite as scheduled and planned as the board meeting type stuff is. But I will say that it's a little easier quarterly to pick kind of bigger things like you, you know, whether you're going to take the kid bowling, you wouldn't take your kid bowling probably every week. Right. But, uh, you know, and I'm not going to take CJ or whatever, you know, to the trampoline park, but I, th- I think the 90 day, uh, you know, quarterly works and works well. Uh, principle th- three is anticipation. Anticipation, an event, or anticipating an event is always half the fun. Think back, to what it's like to be a child on Christmas, your birthday, or an annual family vacation. If you're like most kids, I know that you get excited about those events. Richard says that a proven path to uh, creating happiness is to plan a vacation. Notice I didn't say taking the vacation, it's planning that's key. Planning the vacation contributes to happiness because anticipation is so pleasurable.
1: And something that you don't know about as podcast listeners is that Jace is actually a travel agent. I mean, not really, but his alter ego is, I said, if if whatever he's doing doesn't work out in the long run, he can open a killer travel agency because he is an incredible trip planner. It's, it's really quite remarkable.
0: Anyway, on that note, principle number four is reflection. Uh, The principle of reflection works in tandem with principle of anticipation. Just as it's powerful to have something to look forward to, it's powerful to have memories to look back on. Having a board meeting every nine days is like having a pipeline of fresh memories and lessons you draw upon while building a relationship. Principle number five is decompression. What does it mean to decompress? The dictionary says decompression is relieving pressure or compression. Uh, let's see, relationship buildings happens when people are decompressed. If you don't believe me, try to think about all those wonderful relationship building moments you've had with your kids while on the phone, rushing them, doing from school. There aren't many, if any. Uh, principle six, magnification. Uh, The truth is always the best place to start, and board meeting strategy allows you to see your relationship for what it really is, just as you can't improve your finances, your fitness, uh, without first making an honest appraisal of the current reality. Neither can you improve your relationships without first seeing the problems. And then number seven is simplicity. One of the most magical aspects of family board meetings is their simplicity. It's so easy to understand and so simple to put put to work that it's almost difficult not to do. In a world where people are, are choking on content yet starving for execution, family board meetings are a calm island of simplicity. But don't worry. That idea is simple. Relish it.
1: All right. Next, we'll briefly go over the three steps to your board meetings, and then we'll kind of dive into a little bit more of our experience. So three steps. Step one, get one-on-one. So spend the time one-on-one with each other. This There's no one else involved. No babies in tow uh, no older kids in tow, no, you know, kid in the other room. This is something that you guys get away. Just you two. Next is disconnect to reconnect, no electronics. So Jim really wants you off of your phones for any reason. I usually have my map up (laughs) because I don't know where I'm going. Uh, but aside from that, the only reason that I ever uh, have my phone with me while we're on one of our dates is uh, is is to take a picture, which uh, we'll which we'll talk about next. Step three: choose fun activities with focused reflection. So it doesn't need to be anything. Uh, so every time that. I do one of the board meetings with one of my kids. I always make sure that we take a picture. Uh, I, If you're anything like me, you don't remember <laughs> everything that happens in your life. But if I have a picture, then I certainly remember what happened. And I always try to make sure I get one with my kid and so that we can uh, remember the moment together. Uh I'm, I tend to be absent <laughs> in most pictures of the families I'm taking them. So even if it's just a quick selfie, it doesn't need to be anything that's uh, going in a picture frame per se, but uh, just something to to mark the moment. For me, when I'm planning the board meetings and executing the board meetings, I usually try to uh, go off of something that the kids have mentioned that they want to go do. Uh, recently, I took our daughter ice skating. She had mentioned she'd never been before and she wanted to go. And so we did ice skating for her date. Uh, and for my son, we went bowling because it's something that he hadn't done in a long time. And Jim wants you to go have a meal together. And I'll be totally honest with my, uh, with our scheduling. I don't usually, um, take the kids over like a lunch or dinner time per se. Sometimes it'll be in between one of those things. So, um, if we don't go, go, you know, do an actual meal together afterward, then I'll at least, you know, stop and get a treat or something. Um, and that tends to be something that just sitting down and taking that time together, even if it's just, you know, I, we stopped at nothing but cakes cause it was on the way <laughs> And uh, you know, that was, I don't know, something about, about breaking bread together, whether it's a a meal or sharing a fun treat together, it's, it can be, uh, it it tends to be a time that the kids can relax. And you want to just be able to kind of shoot the breeze with your kids. Um, And when I'm having this time with my kids, I always want to, um, usually it's kind of towards the end, it might be on our drive home, or maybe it is while we're while we're eating something just kind of depends where conversation takes us. But I always want to ask them, I always ask them what's going well in their lives, things that are happy, you know, what's happy in your life right now. My kids are young. So I'm obviously using kind of, you know, young people, young people talk. Uh, And then I ask them, you know, what's sticky or what's hard? uh, What, what things have been challenging recently? And again, since my kids are young, sometimes they have a response and sometimes they don't have a great response. But I always follow it up with um, with telling them that, you know, you can tell me anything and I want you to know that I'm here for you when things are hard or when they're sticky. And and even if, if, especially if I think that I've noticed something that's been hard for them recently, even if they don't bring it up, you know, we have three kids that are really close in age. I know having my attention is something that's hard for them. And so uh, I'll say something like, CJ, I told him recently. Said, I know being a brother can be hard sometimes, huh? And he was like, Yeah. And then we kind of talked about that a little bit, and said, no, If if being a brother is feeling hard, you can always talk to me about it or whatever it is that's that seems to be kind of a sticky point in your kid's lives Just letting them know that you are a listening ear and that you're on their team. And then I always follow it up with, you know, and I want you know how much I love you, and I'm so happy to be your mom, and you know. Anyway, of course. However it works in your family, however you say it or state it. But for me, it's just about uh, I want to have the fun. And then I also want to hopefully dive into what's going on in their lives, especially if there's been something behavioral or something that seems kind of broken in their relationship and then follow it up with kind of the mending. You know, Um, parenting is not always perfect (laughs) and it is kind of messy sometimes. And in between all like the happy moments and the happy pictures can be a lot of frustration, Um, and again, we're often trying to get our kids to do things that they don't want to do. They don't want to, you know, obviously I want have different age kids, but for us, they don't want to go to bed or they don't want (laughs) to, they don't want to get out the door or they don't want to, you know, go to swim lessons because we make them learn how to swim, (laughs) but whatever it is, you know, there, there will be sticky points, whatever it is. And I want them to know that this is a safe place for them to, to come talk to about it, about the hard things, not just the happy things.
0: What does this have to do with millionaires? Well, ironically, this is a practice that I've seen in several of the groups and uh, things that I've been associated with, and it be extremely successful. Jim is also presented across the country with various groups uh, that have, you know, dozens and dozens of millionaires as part of them. So, anyway, thought we'd bring the, a little bit more color to what it is if you're interested you and go get the book 18 summers, you can go to 18summers.com and, and check that out. Something that I feel extremely passionate about. And I do, uh, you know, outside of being a millionaire on paper, I think it's important to have, you know, a, a millionaire lifestyle and that, that includes, you know, having strong relationships, strong bonds with family and friends and, those aren't created uh, without having some intention involved. And I think the framework that Jim has outlined is, is, is some of the best in the world that I've seen. So appreciate him coming on and sharing a little bit of his journey and uh, to, to becoming a millionaire. And then also, uh, you know, giving us a little color on how 18 summers came about and, and what it means. So, and with that, Jason Stace signing off. Thanks for listening to the Millionaire's Unveiled podcast with Jace Mattinson. For more stories, investment opportunities, and information, check out our website, millionairesunveiled.com. See you next time when you'll hear from
1: another everyday millionaire.